Hi, I'm Josh and welcome to the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, the podcast that talks the art and craft of nature photography. It's the 4th of June 2021 and this is podcast number three. Now on this episode, I had planned to be talking about megapixels and how many megapixels is enough and I am still going to do that at some point in time. However, I have had a couple of emails that came in yesterday that I really want to address that were all about should I buy a new camera? or I'm considering buying this new camera, what are your thoughts, should I buy it? So I want to talk uh, for a moment uh, in today's podcast about you know, whether you should buy a new camera and why a new camera might actually be detrimental to your photography. And I'll talk about my reasons for that and, um, and why that is actually often the case in real world applications. But just before I do, just a reminder, I have a webinar coming up um, this month on the 16th of June that is being uh, brought to you by Ben Q on how to take better wildlife photographs in winter. It is a free webinar. It'll be run at 6.30 p.m. uh, Australian Eastern Standard Time. It will be held on Zoom. You do need to register for the webinar. Uh, We had uh, too many um, attendees last time. We couldn't actually accommodate them all. So if you're keen to come along um, for that, it'll run for about an hour. Just get over to my blog and, um, and you can register for free to come to that webinar on the 16th. And, um, and hopefully you'll be able to make it and I'll be able to see you there. I'll be talking about all sorts of things to do with winter wildlife photography, clothing, equipment, my thought process on what I look for, uh, and even a little bit about color management as well. So there's going to be a little bit in there for everybody. And best of all, it's going to be free. Uh, you just need to register and I'll put uh, a link to the, um, registration page in the show notes for, for this episode as well. So with that out of the way, let's talk for a moment about um, new cameras. And we all love to buy new cameras. It's like getting a new toy at Christmas. It's a fantastic thing. Who doesn't enjoy a new camera? But a lot of the time, it can actually be detrimental to our photography. And we should talk about why that's the case. So one of the things that I've become acutely aware of over the years of running workshops and expeditions for photographers around the world is how often I watch photographers fumbling with their equipment. They're trying to figure out how to do something, whether it's how to set an f-stop, how to set a shutter speed, how to change an autofocus setting. Whatever it might be, there's always something that's going on where it seems to take them away from what's going on in the field in front of them and they're having to stop and address the camera. And basically what's happening is that their brain is having to be completely focused on being a technician instead of being an artist. And really, when you're out there photographing in the field, you want your brain to be thinking about composition. You want it to be thinking about how you're going to create a photograph with impact, with emotion, and not be thinking about the technical side of what you're doing. And really, your camera controls should be muscle memory. So you shouldn't have to actually stop and think about how to change f-stops, shutter speeds, ISO, or any other um, normal function that we do a lot with the camera. You should just automatically be doing it. Um, And that way... When you get to that state where you're so comfortable with your camera that you can take a photograph, make adjustments on the fly, all the while considering what's in front of you and not having to stop and think technically about the camera, you're going to not only create better photographs, but you're gonna no longer miss photographs. And that's a key point. I see so many people miss photographs in the field because they're busy fussing with their camera. And what they're really doing is wasting time. Uh, not deliberately, it's just happening because they're having to stop and think about technically what it is that they're doing. So what I like to say is, you know, 
you sit when you get a camera, whether it's a new camera or one you've you've had for some time. If the camera controls are not muscle memory yet, you need to spend more time with the camera, and you need to for those controls to become muscle memory. Now, for someone like myself who's a professional wildlife photographer, that's obviously much easier because I'm spending a lot of time behind the camera. So. It comes naturally uh, very quickly that you learn the controls and you no longer have to think about them. Now, if you're just photographing every weekend or every other weekend or once a month or whatever it might be, you're going to have to invest a little bit more time to build up that muscle memory of your camera controls. So that's the first important point to make about new cameras. Whenever you buy a new camera, and especially if you're changing systems, you know, if you're going from Canon to Sony or Sony to Nikon or whatever the case may be, or you're going into a new brand for the first time, perhaps, you're going to have to learn those new ergonomics. Things are not gonna be in the same place as to where they you were used to them being. Intuitive camera controls are extremely important. And if you look at professional cameras, particularly like the Canon EOS 1DX Mark III and the Nikon equivalent, they usually don't change very much from uh, generation to generation. The, the changes are small and iterative. So um, that you can go from you know, model one to model two and pretty much know how to drive it already and, and the controls will fall naturally under your fingers and you'll know what they do. So typically my own upgrade cycle on cameras is every four years. So I will look at the new model uh, camera that I'm interested in every four years and make a decision at that point, does it offer me something that's of real tangible benefit uh, over and above the camera that I've got now. And what are the implications for changing over to this new model? Are the buttons very different to what I've got now? Because that is actually a very important consideration. And I actually think it's more important than things like megapixels because it has real world impact on how you operate the camera in the field. So knowing ergonomic, having a camera that first of all, it's comfortably, uh, ergonomically comfortable for you is very important. It's no good having a camera that's too small. If like me, you've got big hands and the buttons no longer fall under your fingers and you've got to scrunch up your hand to reach the buttons. That's an important consideration. I want to pick up a camera and I want the buttons to fall naturally under, under my fingers. So that's, that's, that's something that's worth considering if you're looking at buying a new camera. Is it an ergonomic fit for your hand? Do you know where the buttons are? Or are you going to have to relearn muscle memory? So knowing the camera controls is critical. Uh, only upgrading when you feel there is a real tangible benefit. You know, upgrading to go to more megapixel, more, more megapixels is almost never a real tangible benefit unless you have a real-world application and requirement for those pixels. Uh, um, otherwise, it's it's just costing you wasted pixels. So don't fall necessarily for the more is better argument um, that the marketing companies love to sell us cameras with. It seems that that's the only way they can sell us a camera these days. It's certainly not the way I, I go about buying a camera. Um, when I'm buying a camera, the first thing I look at really are the ergonomics and, and where the what is the button layout and how does it feel in the hand. That's really one of my first considerations. After that comes things like megapixels, how many frames a second and all the other technical aspects. That comes later. It's got to be an ergonomic fit for my hand. If it's not comfortable for me to use uh, for long periods of time, then it isn't going to work. So that's um, that's how I sort of my thought process, if you like, on um, on choosing a camera. And I typically will stay, you know, I'm shooting the one series Canons and I've been shooting the one series Canons for many, many years now. So I'm very, very familiar with the ergonomic layout of the buttons on that camera. And it's the changes that happen from generation to generation are often quite small 
um, and just refinements, if you like, more than more than big changes. Whereas if I was to go to a Pentax or a Sony or some other brand, I would have to completely relearn where those controls are and how they operate and you know where things were in the memory of the camera. Um, if I, it's something I, again, experience a huge amount is people handing me cameras on workshops and expeditions and saying, can you show me how to find this in the menu? And look, if it's a Canon camera, there's a fair chance I can find it very, very quickly. But if it's a brand I don't shoot, like a Nikon or something else, it's going to be much more difficult because I'm just not that familiar with the memory, um, uh, the menus rather on these cameras. So, and it's impossible to know them all because there are, there are so many of them and they're, and they're always different. So knowing your camera uh, in the field when you're in the field is key to getting great photographs, particularly with wildlife, because wildlife often moves very quickly and often the moment is very fleeting to capture the photograph. You know, you want to catch that wolf or the bear or the animal when the paw position is just right or when the gesture is just correct, when the light's falling the right way. Often that's a split second only. And if again, if you're fumbling with your camera because you're not familiar with it, then you're going to miss photographs. So freeing up your brain to be creative and not being a technician in the field is critical. And that's why I say that buying a new camera can actually be detrimental to your photography because if it's if that new camera is very different to what you're used to, you then have to spend a lot of time relearning those controls and teaching yourself muscle memory so that you can free your brain up to be creative in the field. And when you're being create when you're freed up to be creative in the field, that's when you can make your best photographs because you're you're going to be thinking about composition, you're going to be thinking about where the wildlife or the, or the subject is positioned in the frame. Um, you know, sports news and wildlife photography in particular are very reactionary, um, not as contemplative as landscape photography where you tend to set up the tripod and camera and, and wait for the light or to be right. In wildlife photography uh, particularly, it's all about the gesture and the moment. So you need to be ready. That's very, very important. So as I said, my upgrade cycle is typically not sooner than four years and I'm staying within an ecosystem that I know. So when I went from the 1DX to the 1DX Mark II and then to the 1DX Mark III, there was really nothing for me to learn other than a couple of new features that turned up in the menu structure. The cameras were basically identical. And that meant that I didn't have to relearn muscle memory. Uh, I, I can still remain totally freed up to be creative when I'm in the field. And you know that something has become muscle memory uh, with your camera when you can do it blindfolded. You don't even have to think about it. You, you can hand somebody their camera um, and they can change the ISO, change the f-stop, change the shutter speed without having to think about it. And it's good to have a starting point. So what I do with my, my 1DX Mark III cameras is my starting point for these cameras is uh, ISO 800, f8 at 800th of a second. So when I turn the camera on, I know that that's what I'm set at. And from there, I know that every click is a third of a click in f-stop or in shutter speed, depending on which direction on the, on the control that I'm going. And I can do it without actually having to look at what I'm doing through the camera. So it's intuitive, it's muscle memory, and I, my brain can now focus on the subject and what's happening in front of me. And that is my best recommendation for getting good photographs in the field is learn your camera until it becomes muscle memory and don't buy a new camera unless, unless it offers you any real tangible benefit of what you've currently got. Just getting the new model for the sake of the new model 
is not really a good argument in my opinion. And often, as I say, it may lead to you fumbling in the field as you learn the new tools in the camera. Uh, it's a, it's a cardinal sin, if you like, to, to take a brand new camera out into the field, particularly on a workshop or an expedition, you know, where you spend a lot of money to travel somewhere and not know how to properly use that tool. Uh, it's critical to getting good photographs. So that's, uh, that's going to be it for today. We're going to wrap it up there. Just my thoughts on why buying a new camera is not always the best thing you can do for your photography. And that there are perhaps other considerations to, to think about, particularly the muscle memory one. Uh, and freeing your brain up to be an artist and not a technician. You know, of course, photo photography has a technical aspect, but you can teach yourself that those changes and technical adjustments don't require you to disengage from the subject that's in front of you. And when you can do that, your photography will improve exponentially. So that's it for today. I'm Josh. This has been episode three of the Wild Nature Photography Podcast, and I will see you out in the field.